What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Mind to Muscle podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Bunker. And I'm your other host, Bailey Delory. Okay. I'm always going to start now. That's what we've decided. Um, Okay, Maddie, let's do your mm, non-health and fitness win of the week first. Let's start there. My non-health and fitness win of the week was, we haven't recorded in so long. It's like, I feel like (laughs) we recorded like back to back and then we didn't for We didn't record. Yeah. Wow. We didn't record at all last week. Yeah. Well. So you should have plenty of wins to share. So should I. Um, You were like on a whole vacation last week. Oh, yeah. I guess I was thinking of this week. Last week, my non-health and fitness win was... This is so hard for us. I literally don't know what to say. I mean, like a win. Like you went on a really cool vacation. I feel like that's a win. Okay. Yeah. I'll just talk about my vacation. Yeah. (laughs) So last week I went to Lake Powell, which is in Utah and Arizona, and we were on a houseboat for a week and it was so fun. I got so tan. How many and, rooms were on y'all's houseboat? Huh? How many like rooms were on y'all's houseboat? Um, I think there were three rooms. Okay. Yeah, three rooms. But everyone except for me slept on the top deck because... My one friend, he left his sleeping bag and I brought mine. So I let him use mine and then I slept in the bed. Let me tell you, I slept better there than I ever do. I don't know why, but I was like knocked <laughs> out. And it's probably because like I was so tired in the sun all day and just like yeah. passed out. But I slept so well. So that was nice. And it was the weather was like seriously so perfect. I've never been to Lake Powell this early in the year. So I was a little worried that it would be kind of chilly and the water was a little cold. But it was just it was so nice and it was just so fun. I got really good at surfing. <laughs> okay. We did that for my friend's bachelorette party. And it was literally one of the funnest trips I think I've ever been on. Like, it was just so fun. Just being yeah. out there away from everything. And it's so gorgeous. And like, yeah, it literally is just like the best time ever. It's so fun. And just like, yeah, no service and just like chilling. And my friend's mom, she's like super healthy and she cooked all the meals and they were all like so good and so healthy. So that was so nice. Yeah. Like I felt great the entire time and like, didn't feel like absolute. It honestly is nice because you have to cook for yourself. Like that's literally the only option. So I feel like it does like you just, and you you just feel good and you're outside and it's just like, yeah, it was so nice. And like, I mean, of course my friends, they all brought like shit food but it was nice to just like actually have real solid meals and I didn't have to have all that stuff yeah oh I don't know mine is giving me crap for struggling I know I really (laughs) I I gave you crap because I knew you had been like on trips and stuff and I haven't been Uh, uh, I guess in my mind a win like I I like overcomplicate it. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, like I do like, good. Some big success story. Yeah. It's just like, I just think it's like, oh, what's something fun or highlight? Exciting? Yeah. What's a highlight? What's a highlight of your, um, I like that question better. What's a highlight of your week? <laughs> okay. The new question is what's a non-health and fitness related highlight of your week? Is that Um, non-health and fitness highlight of my week I like don't even know what I did last weekend I like literally cannot remember I I mean I was gone so farmer's market I love I'm obsessed with this farmer's market I'm so excited it is like 
It's just the whole, I just can't. I'm about to make it a weekly event and I got the best yogurt ever. And I don't even care if people are like, who cares about yogurt? I care about yogurt and it is so good. And I am having full fat yogurt, even in my cut. And I don't even care because it's just so good. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to move there and go to farmer's markets every Sunday, little dates. Oh, so I got pickled zucchini. <gasps> Ooh, it's fire. It's yum. so good. Oh my gosh. Yep. I'm so excited. That's like the number one thing I'm excited for. Not to live next to you. Not, but just to, to, not to be by me or anything, but yeah. fine. Um, okay. Health and fitness related highlight and or win over the past one to two weeks. Okay. I'm going to talk about the Murph on Monday. Okay, I'm going to eat my strawberry while you do that. Okay. So I have a singular. It's huge though. Oh my gosh. She is huge. That's what she said. Okay. So on Monday, so mind you, I took an entire week off of the gym because I was in Lake Powell. Obviously, there's no mm-hmm. access to a gym. And so I came back and on Monday, I knew I wanted to do the Murph, which if y'all don't know, is a mile run. And then you have to do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then another mile run. But I was like, I don't like, I want to start my new split. I had a brand new split in and I was like, I don't want to miss it. So I was like, I'm going to do legs and then I'll go later in the day. So I did legs. Oh, you're dumb. I know. I know. So I did legs. And then like later that day, I went back to the gym. Y'all, I was dying. I did it two years ago um, because I couldn't do it last year. And two years ago, like it was hard, but like it this year, oh, your girl was struggling. The second mile, I thought I was going to pass out. Like it was so, so hard in my like my entire body is so sore still it's Thursday like my lats like I can barely lift my arms and like I'll be driving and like like, everything is so so sore so yeah that's my highlight because it was really challenging and I'm still sore from it but it's fine I just don't see why you didn't rearrange your workouts and not do it on leg day I know I was dumb because I was like mostly thinking I was like I have to do pull-ups and push-ups but like the yeah, 300 squats oh my gosh my legs and the running and the running the second mile like I seriously thought I was gonna but throw up it would have also sucked to do a leg day after that I guess so yeah rough just screwed either way but good yep. good job Maddie I'm very Thanks. proud of you I feel very accomplished after it so as you should I did not do it because I was like mm, I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to that was the only reason the only reason I need is that I did not want to what's your uh, highlight or win mm, mm, okay my hamstrings are low-key really popping out and like, yeah like, bro I was like staring I at that picture feel myself for a second okay guys like this has been a long time coming so that's the highlight it's just been a yeah. whole vibe basically that I was like um recording a form vid and then I was like sending it to Megan and Carol and then I was like shoot shoot hold on a second look at them think- things back there I think it's probably because I'm like really tan right now, but I've been feeling myself too much in the gym. A good tan will really change the Seriously. whole way you feel about yourself. But I not know. Not me knowing from a real tan, but when I had my fake tan, I really thought I was something special. Literally, I know. Even I was like proud of myself though, because as y'all know, I'm like mid bulk. So I was like, I'm going to be in a swimsuit all week and like, ugh. But I actually felt so confident. And then in the that. gym lately, I've just been like feeling myself too much, but it's fine. No, there's never too much. You can never feel yeah. your too much but a tan really it just it does the game yeah. it, really it really does, does change the game too bad i'm pale af but you know yeah i'm gonna be so dark compared to you you already were i know 
I've been lying out. I just like I just naturally don't. I just takes me a lot. Yeah, takes a lot of work. Don't ask me if I've been hitting the tanning beds because they came back like so dark. I'm like Maddie is like 300 shades darker. I know. Like I got so progress photos and I was dying, literally dying. But it like it looks like I'm wearing like something like my tan line for on my butt is like. Insane. Her butt is basically the color of a sheet of paper. Like yeah. it's like insane. Like so okay, your butt's still probably tanner than my whole body, but like just the comparison <laughs> is ridiculous. It's like what the actual hell, Maddie. I know I texted Megan Carroll and I was like, I am a different race from last week's pictures to this. But you week. really are though. It's I like know. crazy how tan you got. I know. That yeah. I'm jealous. A week in the sun will do that to ya. Well, basically, Maddie's been out here getting tan, and I have not. But this kind of goes back to Maddie talking about being in her swimsuit, even though she is, like, in a building. You guys are probably so tired of us talking about Maddie's in a building phase. I'm going to cut. If you're new here, that's what's going on. (laughs) Um, But it is hard being in a building phase or, like, not being necessarily in the phase you want to be in. And I don't know why I did air quotes like you guys can see that. Um, when it's summer and i think we've had a lot of girls not just clients but just you know dm outreach and stuff like that bringing up that like we are now becoming very aware of what our body looks like and how we feel with it because it's swimsuit season i think it just gets really easy to kind of avoid those things and then it's like oh shit it's warm oh shit summer's here oh shit i'm putting on a bikini oh shit i hate the way i feel and then we just try and hurry and rush into a diet and are like oh my gosh it's it's literally june it's june 1st I want to look good for summer and now I need to diet. And so we're going to talk about dieting mistakes and the issues that people are making. Yeah. And going back to that, I think the biggest thing to remember is that you do not have to do anything. Like you do not have to cut just because it's summer. Yeah. And that's like such a big misconception. I mean, and it is true. Like, yeah, everyone wants to look leaner. Everyone wants to be skinnier. You're more aware of your body because you're wearing swimsuits and things like that. And that's great. Like have physique goals. I have physique goals. That's why I'm, if I didn't have physique goals, I wouldn't be building right now. Like I would just be like, oh, I don't care. I want to be skinny or whatever. I want to be strong. I have specific physique goals, but it's not healthy for me to be in a diet right now. And I want to do it in a healthy and sustainable way. And so I'm thinking about the long term. In a year from now, I'm going to look so much better because I took the time to build. And that's what I'm thinking about. If If I thought about just right here and right now, then I wouldn't look as good as I I would want to, I wouldn't have as much muscle as I would want to. And I know a year from now, I'm going to be so, so happy and proud of myself because I did that. And I was, I was even talking to Megan Caro, our coaches. We talk about them so much on here. If you guys don't know, Megan Caro, they're our coaches. (laughs) (laughs) But I was talking to them after my trip and I was like, honestly, like, I'm just so proud of my mindset because I wasn't focused on my body at all. Like I was just like enjoying the moments and I thought nobody else was either. Literally. Exactly. None of my friends were like, oh my gosh, like she's a little pudgy. Like no, literally no one cared. Like I just had so much fun. And I honestly like got home from the trip and I was like, I'm so proud of my mindset because I'm like proud of my body because I'm starting to see muscle definition again. Like I was, I was looking at the pictures of me wakeboarding and I was like, damn, my dog are popping. I was just so proud of myself because it's, I mean, I have not always been like that and it is super hard to, you know, compare yourself to other people or compare yourself to your past self. But it's just like so important to realize like I am strong, I'm healthy, I'm taking care of my body and that's something to be proud of. 
yeah, stop thinking about short term. It's obviously easier said than done, but think about the long term and sacrifice a little bit now to have your goals forever. Would you rather be skinny for one summer or have a physique you're comfortable in and proud in of healthy in for the rest of your life? And again, like we say this all the time, you can have physique goals. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to love yourself where you're at and appreciate your body for where it's at on the way to that. Like, and I talked about this to the girls of like, how much do we spend of our lives like hating a body that allows us to do such amazing things? Like Maddie said, like all the fun things that she's experiencing and like the things that you can do because your body allows you to do it. And so stop just hating the shit out of it because it's not the skinniest thing in the world. Like you can have physique goals, but you have to love yourself as well. And if you can't love her in a bulk, you don't get to love her in a cut. <laughs> My friends probably were so annoyed with because last week we were like my friend he always is like I'm in a bulk I'm gonna cut every every other week he calls me and he's like okay how do I cut and then the next week he's like actually I'm in a bulk it's so funny but so I was like joking with him I'm like if if they don't love me during my bulk then they don't get me during my cut I hate that we made the same joke <laughs> I know but I'm zero percent surprised that we did I know but it's so funny because it's true like and that's the thing is like I want to be, you always said this, like, I remember when I first met you in person, you're like, I'm so sustainably shredded. Oh yeah, that is the goal. (laughs) Like, it's true. I want to, I want to look good for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to take the time now. Like, you don't always have to do massive bulks and massive cuts and like get super uncomfortable and not to say right now I'm going to gain a bunch of body fat and like do a huge bulk, but I am taking the time to build so that like later on years from now, like I have that foundation and I can just like do smaller adjustments, like smaller bulks, smaller cuts and things like that. But I'm like constantly just confident in my body. Yeah. And I think this leads us into the first thing. And honestly, I think everything else branches off of the first thing is that we're trying to get to results as fast as possible. It's that, oh shit, it's summer. How can I look how I want to look as fast as possible? And so we throw ourselves into this like huge rush instead of having a time frame, him having a plan, like thinking ahead, like I'm not trying to like crush anyone's hopes and dreams, like unless it's a small change, a small tweak, like you just want to like tighten up a little bit if your goal is like I want to lose 15 plus pounds like that ain't happening this summer it ain't gonna that's just not it's not happening so don't don't focus on that you're setting yourself up for failure because you're setting an unrealistic goal and I think that's where most dieting mistakes come from is it's like oh shit I need to look like this as fast as possible and it's not realistic yeah and and that's the thing is like no one ever thinks about the long term and so yeah I could lose 15 15 pounds very quickly, but I am nine times out of 10 going to gain it back and then screw up my top metabolism in the process. And it's just not worth it. Maddie said that's so sassy. I wish you guys could see her like the head bump. (laughs) There was a lot of really do be sassy and I don't mean to. Yeah, Maddie comes off really aggressive. Sorry, I need to tone it down, but I just but it is it's so, it's so true. We just you that's again like majority of the population, then you just see the yo-yo. Lose weight, gain it back, lose weight, gain it back. Because you're just you're just trying to get there as quick as possible so that you can look how you want to look for one month and then you gain the weight back and then it's next summer and it's like, oh, I still don't look how I want to look. And then you do the same things and you just get caught in this like perpetual cycle. Yeah. And you you just you have to think about number one, like your overall health, but number mm-hmm. two, the long term. And I go back to like how I mentioned 
a month ago whenever like I was about to go to Mexico and I was like, Ooh, maybe I'll do like a mini diet. Okay. So yeah. let's say that I did that. I did a little mini diet for three weeks. I got, I lost a couple pounds, got a little bit more shredded, went to Mexico, came back. And then like, I start my bulk again. Oh, well then I went to Lake Powell and I want to be shredded for that again. So like, what do I do then? Right. And there's, there's always something, there's always going to be an event. There's always going to be something that you want to look good for. And so like, why not do it in a healthy way so that in a year from now, you can always look good for those events. Yeah. And again, just kind of going back to what Maddie said earlier, like you don't always have to be in these extremes of like, I think everybody gets so caught up of just, do I need to bulk or do I need to cut? Like what's wrong with maintenance queen? Like, yeah. You can't really do anything successfully if you don't know your maintenance. Like, do you even know what your maintenance calories are? Most people don't. This is what most people do. I have no idea what I'm eating right now. I have no idea what anything is. I'm going to go use a calculator online or I'm going to go on a fitness pal and use the calories it tells me to eat. And that's what I'm going to do. Like, no, do not. Please don't do that. Please don't. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Like, so many people do think that they I mean, need I to do that, so. ex- same. I mean, same. Like they they need to do extreme bulks or extreme cuts. Like I'm technically still at maintenance right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm still I'm putting on muscle. Like I've put on a little bit of weight, but like I I like maintenance is okay. Like you don't have to have these extreme like bulking and cutting things. Like you can be at maintenance, but like you said, if you do want to do a bulk or do a cut find your maintenance first because you're, yeah. you're not going to know what's going to be healthy for you. And if your maintenance is 11, 1200 calories, then you need to take the time to build that up. Yeah. And to have an entrance plan, like a diet's going to be really hard if you don't have baseline habits in place. Like you're trying to put yourself in a stressful situation. A diet is stress on your body. You're purposely taking away food. That means you're going to be hungry and you haven't even spent the time to build habits of like, do I even know how to track properly? Is tracking a habit? Am I used to doing that? Am I used to getting in my steps? Am I used to going to the gym? Like you're just throwing a lot at yourself at once. So like take some time, chill out, find your maintenance, get into routine, get into habits, and then go into a caloric deficit if that's what you want to do. But again, everybody's body is so individual. We've talked about this before. Maddie is literally six inches taller than me and fitness pal gave me and her the same calories. Like it's just not individualized. Everybody's bodies are so different. And so it's giving you a very, very low number to lose weight, not accounting for a lot of things like the fact that your body's going to plateau. So find your maintenance, find your individual maintenance calories chill there for a little bit. I was at maintenance for like five months, maybe more like building plenty of muscle, getting my hormones in a better spot. Like everybody hates on maintenance. And I'm just like, why? It's so beautiful. I I love it. Yeah. And going back to like building and having those habits, like I always tell my girls, like if I can't trust you with more food, I'm not going to trust you with less food. Meaning like if you're not consistent at your maintenance calories or you're not consistent with more food, I'm not going to put you into a deficit because you're not going to be consistent with that. And it is not going to get you to where you want to be. So like you have to earn your diet. You have to show me that you can be consistent, that you're eating enough food, that you're consistent with the gym, with that you're hitting your steps now, because that stuff is going to be way more important later on when you're trying to go into a deficit. Mm-hmm. And I think just enjoy, enjoying maintenance. Like I had a conversation with one of my clients, like, I think cut cutting gets really glorified and there's yes. obviously great things about it. I mean, I'm over here like hyping myself up, like there's lovely things about it. And I think you're visually seeing a lot of the progress that you want to see in a cut. And so people are just like, when can I cut? When can I cut? When's mm-hmm. the next time I can cut? 
you have to appreciate the phase that you're in and focus on like, like at maintenance, you have so much more flexibility with food. It's absolutely amazing. Like taking some more intuitive days and learning how to listen to your hunger cues and like focusing on areas that you want to build. Like I have a lot of girls who just came out of cuts back up to maintenance. Like, okay, like I want a fatty, like let's put on some muscle and all that. So like, there's just ways to make progress without being in a cut. And I think people lose sight of that. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like it is very rewarding being in a cut because you're taking your progress photos weekly and you're seeing the scale go down and, and things like that. But like being in maintenance is so much more fun or growing. Like I have so much food to work with. Like I'm eating over 2,500 calories every day. I, <laughs> like I can, I have so much food freedom, flexibility. Like I, and not to say you don't in a cut, but like you have a lot more flexibility. I can yeah. Eat flexibility out. in a cut is different than flexibility at maintenance. Totally. It's just the name. It's just, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But like focus on other wins, focus on other things. Like I'm focusing on every single week. How hard can I push? Like what, you know, PRs can I hit? And that's so, so exciting. And not to say again, like in a cut, you can't hit PRs, but like, you're obviously building more muscle. Like I see more muscle every single week mm-hmm. on my progress photos. I'm like, dang my booty's getting bigger like Like, my legs are getting bigger like I can see my shoulders now again and and it's so rewarding and so focus on other things than just like the scale weight I mean that's in general always but especially like if you're trying to build your metabolism up or whatever it is like start looking at finding other wins yeah and again we're saying set your body up for success think about the long term because leading into the next thing, people get way too freaking restrictive. And again, like I am in a cut right now. I'm like going into the seventh week of my cut and I'm still eating almost 1900 calories and like seeing progress and losing weight in 1900 calories. That's probably more food than a lot of you are eating. Um, yeah, I've had girls who are like eating way less than that. They're like, I'm so full. Yeah. So again, it's like, I've, I've set myself up to have an easier cut and to lose body fat easier because I spent time having an entrance plan. I spent time at maintenance. I spent time building. What we see a lot of people do is either your maintenance is really low. So then to lose weight, you have to cut calories even further. Or like we talked about, you use something like my fitness pal or just a general calculator, and it's going to cut your calories down really, really, really low. And so you have nowhere to go. Like you go to fitness pal, it's telling you to eat 1400 calories. Okay. You're losing weight. You're losing weight. It plateaus off. Okay. Now I'm eating 1200 calories. My body plateaus off. Like, where do I go? You're going to eat a thousand calories. You're going to eat 900 calories. Like it's either you're going to be starving and your health's going to go to shit, or you just know that it's not sustainable. And that's when you start like binging or Mm -hmm. going crazy on the weekends or falling off and on. That's why is because you're restricting way too much. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it is just not sustainable and it's going to set you up for failure because you're restricting so much during the week and then every single weekend you're binging. And so you're not seeing progress or you're restrictive for a month and then you cannot sustain it. And so you binge and, and it's like, find what is going to work for you and be sustainable for you. And yes, you may be a little bit hungrier in a cut and that is not 100% sustainable because it's not meant to be, do it for the rest of your life, but you have to develop a good relationship with food first you have to find your maintenance like we said and make sure that that is sustainable for you if your maintenance is at 12 13 1400 calories that is not sustainable and you cannot go into a deficit and so always thinking and i know i'll always go back to this like think about the long term think about your overall health because like once you start focusing on your internal health i promise you the external will follow but you cannot just look for the that instant gratification because 
it will not last. And so if you want lasting changes, you want to feel good in your body for the rest of your life, you have to think about the long term. Yeah. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. Let's see. You're me. I am. Maddie literally loses her train of thought every episode. And usually I'm just really yeah, It's been a while since I've done it, I feel like. Yeah, it has. I was going to say back to like the, the plateauing thing. It, it's the, the whole goal is to be the whole goal of your goal is fat loss and weight loss. The whole goal is to be losing body fat, losing weight at while eating as much food as possible. Like yeah. that's, that's the goal, right? So again, it's a small change. Your body's going to adjust, adjust, adjust. Eventually your body adapts, small change, adjust, adjust, adapt. That's what we're saying. The issue is when you cut your food intake really, really low, really, really quick, you're not giving your body any room to go any lower versus if you come in at a higher calorie standpoint, it's a lot easier to have room to drop from 2,200 calories than if you start at 1,400 calories. So you just have to, again, it's the, it's the long-term thing and also just like not being miserable AF. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going into a cut. Let me slash my calories and add in a ton of cardio. And then they have no room to go down from there. And that's why we taper off, you know, taper off our calories slowly and we add in cardio slowly. And that's going to another point. Like, you can utilize cardio. And like when I put girls into a deficit, I will give them cardio so that they can be eating more food, but it's not like I'm just all of a sudden out of the bat, like giving them so much cardio. And I'm sure like you just went into a cut, like I'm sure you started off with very minimal cardio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also it's just like, are you even walking? I think we're like, Oh, cardio, but you have like three K steps a day. Like just get your steps up first. Like I mean, if you want to use running and things like that to get steps in, go for it. But I think it's just like, we're not even walking throughout the day. Yeah. Like people want to like find like, oh, they need to do this and I need to take these supplements and I need to do cardio and I need to do this. Like do the basics first, because you're going to see a lot of changes. If you just get eight to 10,000 steps every single day, you strength train three to five times a week. Like literally the basics are what work. Yeah. And again, their cardio has its own like whole slew of benefits i'm not like a cardio hater i just think people tend to overdo it and rely people equate fat loss weight loss to cardio you need to be strength training you need to be strength training i think we've probably made that very evident on this podcast but if we haven't please strength train like the more muscle your body has the more metabolically metabolically effective it is people get very wrapped up in how many calories am i burning in this moment first of all the calories on your apple watch are not the truth so stop looking at that like if you tracked your you're walking on a treadmill the treadmill will tell you a completely different number than your watch anything else like it is not accurate so don't pay attention literally in studies like anywhere from a 30 percent to a 90 percent degree of error so just stop relying on that but yes in a moment if i go balls to the walls running as fast as i can for two miles in that moment i will probably burn more calories than if i spent the same amount of time lifting weights but you have to think about long-term and the more muscle you have in your body, the more calories, your body's burning at rest. Muscle is making your body more metabolically effective, which means you can eat more food, which we love. That is the goal. Yes. So strength train, strength train, strength train. If you're going through a reverse diet, you need to be pushing in training. Like I've had so many girls where that's the key to successful reverse diet is that you're putting on muscle. You're giving your body something to use the food for. Yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, I know we're kind of talking about like calorie deficits, but if you are in a building phase and you want to put on minimal body fat, your training has a huge, huge aspect of it. Because like 
you, you, your food needs to go somewhere. So I want it to go to my muscles. And so depending on how hard I train, that's, what's going to happen. And if I'm just like half-assing it in the gym, I'm probably going to put on a lot more body fat than muscle. And so pushing yourself in the gym, no matter what your goals are, but especially like if you are trying to put on muscle. Yeah. I'm like Maddie said, I think there's this perception that, oh, I'm going to diet. I can't lift this heavy and oh, I'm going to diet. I'm in a diet and I've been still hitting PRs. Like it's so important all the time, but even in a deficit that you are pushing your strength training, that you are staying consistent with it because you want to hold on to as much muscle as you can. That's not what you want to be losing in a deficit. Your body's going to take it from somewhere. And if you're not giving your body a reason to hold on to that muscle, you're going to, that's where it's going to lose things from is from your muscle. So training and strength training in a deficit is super important, especially because people want to be toned and shredded and all these things. Well, like you need muscle for that. Yeah. You don't want to just look skinny fat. You want to have muscle to be toned. You got to have muscle. Um, And then I think for the last thing is like an exit plan. People, you know, there's so many studies that like the problem isn't losing weight. It's that people always gain it back. And so knowing like once you do lose the weight and you're happy with your body or whatever, you need to know how to reverse out of it. And I think a lot of people don't understand that and they just focus on the weight loss and then they lose the weight and then they start eating more and they don't reverse out of it properly. And then they gain body fat after it. And so like making sure that you know how to reverse out of it, like a reverse diet is great to build muscle and get your metabolism good, but you also have to reverse out of a deficit. Yeah. And again, that comes back to understanding like, what's my maintenance? Your maintenance is going to be different coming out of a dieting phase and going into it because you've lost overall body weight you've lost body fat. It's taking your body less calories to maintain that body because it's a smaller body now. So just understanding those things. And that's kind of the beauty of learning how to find your maintenance is that you then know how to refine it after coming out of a dieting phase. And again, it just goes back to like doing things really restrictive. Like this is what most people do. Okay. I want to lose weight. So I'm not going to have any more sweets. I'm not eating out. I'm not going to have X, Y, Z instead of learning how to incorporate those things in moderation, because what's going to happen is at some point you're going to eat pizza again. At some point you're going to want ice cream again, and you don't know how to handle those in a balanced diet. And that's why people have an issue keeping weight off is because you never learned how to balance that in the first place. Yeah. And I've seen it time and time again, where people will come to me and I hop on a call with them. They're like, yeah, I gained 30 pounds, but, or I lost 30 pounds, but then I gained it all back. And that's why, that's why diets do not work. It has to be a lifestyle. It has to be sustainable. I've talked to so many people where they're like, yeah, I did keto and it worked for me. It was great. And I was like, okay. And then like, what happened? And they're like, oh, well, I gained the weight back. So I like started eating carbs again or whatever. And it's like, I will always ask someone that's great. Like keto worked for you. Can you do it forever? If they mm-hmm. could genuinely say like they could do it forever, great. That's fine. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, you're not going to be able to do it forever. You don't enjoy it. It's not sustainable. And so it will not work for you. And so if you cannot sustain it now, you're not going to be able to sustain it long-term. And, and so again, like with the weight loss, you're not going to sustain it. And so find a diet or a lifestyle that you can sustain. Yeah. And I think just coming out of it smart, knowing that like, by the end of a diet, you're tired of it. You don't want to be it anymore. You're hungry. And I think some people are so terrified to like gain the weight back that they will like inch their food up so slow. And when you do that, you're like technically still in a diet. And so yeah. then you get diet fatigue and then that's when you start losing control and you just like have the like crazy weekends, like give yourself a, a decent bump up. Like if you're down several hundred calories, 
Like go meet yourself halfway. Like look at what's my new estimated maintenance, meet yourself halfway, sit there for a week or two, and then do another bump up. Like the scale is going to go up a little bit because you have more food in your body. Now you're eating yeah. more food. You're eating you five gain body fat. That yeah. Fast. So like bring your food up to your estimated maintenance. Once you feel like you're there, look at it for one to two weeks and look at, okay, is my weight turning up? Is my weight turning down? Is my weight staying around the same spot? But like y'all be in a diet and then giving yourself, okay, here's a hundred calories four weeks later here. You're still dieting. Yeah. That won't be me. Your body is so adaptable. Yeah. I The biggest thing is like, just be consistent and think about your long-term health because like these quick fixes, these short diets, like they're never going to work because they're not sustainable. So you need to start thinking about your long-term health. You need to do it in a healthy way. And you also need to be consistent. Yep. If you want to lose body fat, if you want to lose weight, the first place I will always tell people to start is find your maintenance. And the best way to do that is just track what you're currently intaking. Eat the same for one to two weeks and just track it and see where things are at and then go from there. Don't start trying to do a million things because you're just screwing yourself over. I should have asked you this in the beginning, but what's your dieting update? How's it going? Well, Queen, let me tell you. Um, so I'm a little bit hungry this week. Mm, I was gonna ask. I just don't have snacks anymore. I just have I have like breakfast, two small lunches, and a dinner. Um, no more snacks. The fact I'm still eating more than so many people. Um, I'm a cardio queen these days. I have four cardio sessions a week. How long? 30 minutes. I actually have cardio too. Ooh, it's literally um, 15 minutes twice a week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, honestly, we're just like thriving. I don't know why my legs are leaning out before anything else, but yeah, your hammies are popping. I think we talked about that in the beginning, but, we did. but we're here for it. So, um, yeah, I mean, is there an end in sight or you don't know? I mean, I think we're at least going to do three months. So we're just kind of seeing how things go. My hunger's really not been bad. So like, we're yeah. just kind of energy's still been really good so I've been talking with Kara more and more about competing and I just can't stop thinking yeah you haven't talked to people about it guys Maddie is debating competing so cast your votes should she or should she not I should and I've also been telling like other people in my life like last night I told my friend and I was like I think I'm gonna compete and he's like pop off I love that we didn't say that but (laughs) but basically he's like go off do it I was like I told you I was like, if I was Maddie's age and like we didn't want kids, um, yeah, like in the near future, I would totally do it. That's what I said. I was like, I feel like in ten years from now, if I didn't do it, I would regret it. And like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it a lifestyle and make it like a ton. Obviously, not a lifestyle, but like do a ton of shows. But like, I just want to try it once, challenge myself. I think it'd be fun. I need something to work towards. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be your number one fan. And I'll be living next to you so you can help me. I'm the best prep friend. That's all I'm saying. I know. Jake is not the best prep husband. Yeah, but he would be supportive. Yeah, he'd be supportive. He just would like eat pizza in front of your face and not care. Honestly, like being in Austin would be like the best environment for me to prep. Yeah, It'd be really hard here. Really fitness-based. There is, like, so many good food places, though, so we definitely got to try some of those before you – Um, I mean, you're building right now, Queen. So yeah, it's going to be a hot minute before I compete. Well, basically, Maddie's going to compete, so make her famous. Yeah. Prep series coming soon. <laughs> well, not soon, but – 
She's going to set herself up for long-term success first. Yes. (laughs) Moral of the story, set yourself up for long-term success. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can catch us every Friday with a new episode. You can also follow us on Instagram. Maddie's is Maddie underscore Bunker. Maddie with one D. And mine is Bay Delory. Make sure to rate and review the show, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and share to your Instagrams. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next Friday. Bye, y'all.